This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everybody, to Talking It Out. It's me, your host with the most, Mike Johnson, my co-host, Dr. Alba Solo. Brian is out. He's with his beautiful wife. They're doing what they do best, having a great time, spending time with each other. But... I must say, this is our 50th episode, so give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you guys for rocking with us this far and so, so much more to go. Today's guest is none other than one of our top two contestants from Michelle's season of The Bachelorette, Brandon. We got Brandon in the house. Can't wait to talk to him. Can't wait to poke his brain. We know that his brother was getting a lot of love. We know that he has fallen in love with Michelle. It's so sweet to watch. Like when I watched back home, my family, everyone's just like loving Brandon. I also had to apologize to Brandon because I didn't think he would make it this far. Uh, so what a real one would do is, you know, speak up and speak honest. So we're going to skip today's hot takes. I just want to get right into it with Brandon. So if y'all ready, I'm ready. Let's make this thing happen. We got Brandon in the house. How you living today, homie? Y'all, I'm living good, man. How you been? I'm blessed and highly favored. Thank you for asking, man. You asked me before we went live. If I watched the episode. Yes. Bro, I had to. I had to watch the episode. Think? Honestly, at the end, right? I'm going to skip to the end, then we're going to go back to the beginning so the, the viewers can okay. get to know everything, right? Okay. At the end, to me, it was like a Rocky movie. That's what I felt like. It was like you and <laughs> Giant Nate. Like, and I just, Dude. you know, that's what, it, to me, that's what I felt in my heart. I, and... and Bro, I I don't know if you know anything about me, but I I say it on my I say it. I just say whatever's on my mind, whether you like yeah. it or not, whether it's good or bad. And I get in trouble sometimes. But I'm saying, <laughs> in regards to you, bravo! I really genuinely think that Dang. you have a great heart. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, it. And then I mean, I, yeah, know, my sister be like, "Oh my god, Mike Brandon looks so good." I'm like, "Shut up," you know. So. <laughs> You you got you got that going for you as well. So the ladies like that. I watched the episode, and I think it was Nate who said it was when you when the rose ceremony was about to happen, and you stopped everything. It was like Michelle, can I talk to you for a second? And Nate said something along the lines of, "I believe it was Nate, not Joe. No one punts or no one does no one does a hail mary unless they know that it's not going good." Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just start with that. How did you feel let's about that? Let's talk about him. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, that's just his opinion. That's whatever. Yes. Uh, what was going through my mind personally was, see, the thing about Michelle is like, I want her to be my wife. You know, I want her to be my future. I want her to be, you know, my significant other. And seeing her face when she came back in after letting Rodney go, 
I saw like all this hurt because she realized like, wow, this is getting extremely hard now. And so I realized, you know, I mean, once you go to fantasy suites, like, of course, connections and relationships get stronger and stronger and stronger. And you're in Mexico in this beautiful place. And I just realized that if I was in her position, I'd want someone to make sure that I was okay before going into, you know, making that extremely tough decision. It wasn't a Halo Mary. It wasn't me trying to, oh, um, trying to take one last step just because I thought things were going bad. It was nothing like that. It was 100% me being me and putting myself in her shoes because if that's going to be my person, then I want her to put herself in my shoes. If I'm going through something as rough as, you know, breaking someone's heart or, you know, whatever battles you face later on in life. So me, I didn't take it as I went in. I was like, Michelle, you could be sending me home. You can be sending Joe. You could be sending Nate home. doesn't matter. The only thing that matters right now to me is how you're doing. I saw you with Rodney. And now this is even tougher because you're down to three. And I mean, you've seen how hurt she was, you know, letting Joe go. And so that was hard again, to watch. Yeah. So again, it's just, it's not Hail Mary. Um, you can think that that's totally fine. But me, it was like, yo, I want to put myself in your shoes and have you understand that I am here for you. If you do need me, if you send me home, I will still be here for you just to let her know that you have someone to talk to, you know, you have someone who's going to be there for you because that's what you want in a relationship. You need someone who's going to be there through those tough times. So. I, I, absolutely, man. You speak, yeah, you're speaking yeah. facts right now. I think you're speaking, you're speaking Bible. That's what we say. Uh, <laughs> speaking Bible. Yeah. You're speaking Bible right now, man. That's there's, you're not wrong whatsoever. When you truly are in love with someone, when you have love for someone, when you love somebody, you want the best for them, which excludes you at times. You know, so I think exactly. that you did the right thing. You absolutely did the right thing at that moment. Uh, if that was what was upon your heart to do. I personally didn't think it was a Hail Mary. Uh, the reason I didn't think it was a Hail Mary, because if it was, it was way too late. <laughs> at that yeah. point in time. Yeah, like, just a little bit too late. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit too late. Like, if you would have did that, you should have did that sooner. I just felt that yeah. that was on your heart to do. And I'm glad that you, you know, are being able to talk it out. And it, it makes sense yeah. because when, when she let Rodney go, she, she was it, distraught. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, she was distraught. I can only yeah, imagine so, being in the lead's position. I mean, so one thing I learned about Michelle is, you know, whenever she's going through something or whatever emotion she has, she, you can tell by her eyes. Her eyes literally say everything. They speak all the facts that she's feeling and everything like that. So coming in after Rodney, you could see it on her eyes. Like that was one of the most painful goodbyes I've ever had to do so far. So I'm thinking, you know what, before we go into this ceremony, just let's take a breath, let you know that, hey, I want you to know us three are all here for you. I just want to come out and speak to you personally and just let you know, like, you're going through something difficult as hell right now. And I could never, ever, you know, imagine at that point, you know, breaking someone's heart. That's tough. Um, that, so, that highlights your personality, Brandon. Uh, for the fact that you, you know, you've referenced Michelle sending home Rodney a couple of times. And the fact that you took it as, Man, the woman I love is sad because she had to let someone go. She broke their heart in comparison to some of your other contestants that are also in the top. I'm not going to say which ones were more like good. I'm glad it's just me. It was yeah. more almost almost competition based. You know, yeah, did, see, did you did you feel that at all? Or am I, am I breaching? 
Uh, no, you're not reaching. You're not reaching. Okay. I'm not going to say the names. But yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, you no, know. Yeah, no. I'm just yeah, a viewer you know. watching the show like everyone else is. Just a yeah, viewer. I think it was, uh, you know, oh, less numbers, let's go. Less yeah. numbers, let's go. Uh, to me, that's when I realized that I knew that I truly love Michelle. And telling her that I love her, you know, before going into Fantasy Suites, that's when I knew, like, hey, I truly, your happiness from now on comes before mine. And I always put you above me. So Wait, at that, at which moment I want to be clear, I want to make sure I understand you at the moment yeah. that when she was distraught, sending Rodney home, is that when you knew? Uh, that's when I knew. Yeah. Okay. That's when I knew that it didn't even matter about sending home. What mattered most was Michelle and her thoughts and her feelings and what she was going through. And I mean, she's alone in this, you know, we have mm-hmm. the guys, but she's by herself. So it's like, who can she talk to? I mean, you have producers of course, but it's, you know, if you, I was on the show, bro. It's it's I feel you. It's, 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 it's different. It's different. Yeah. 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 So, no offense to our great producers, but it's, it's different. Yeah. Love the producers. Love the producers. But it's different. <laughs> it's different. So. No, I completely get that. Well, I want to start from the beginning because we're, we're getting into the thick of things, but I want to like, <laughs> yeah. Talk about your journey on this show, right? Yeah. Firstly, have you been in love prior to going on Michelle season? I have. I have. I knew what love was, or I thought I did until I met Michelle, but yes, I have. Okay. So let's start there. Tell me about that relationship. Mm-hmm. What happened with that? Yeah, so it was my first relationship, you know, just first getting the feelings. And um, I think it's your whole mindset changes because you no longer think about yourself selfishly anymore. Think about yourself selfishly. You good, anymore. bro. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't think. <laughs> you good. I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to edit this. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, but you you don't think about yourself anymore. You think about that person. And then all of a sudden, their decisions and what they're going through, you know, kind of trumps what you're going through. And so it's kind of putting them first. You learn when you love someone, you put them first. So when you yeah. love your family and you, like my brother, like I will always put my brother first before me. Oh, I will right. always make sure, you know, yeah. Yeah, I will always make sure his happiness comes before mine. And so with her, that's what I learned. And so that was the first time I learned love. Um, I think with Michelle, it was a little bit different because that was, you know, it was back in like high school, college days. And so it was just figuring out love and you don't know if you're going to be with that person forever, but here that's the goal is I want to spend the rest of my life with you and figuring out that whole new type of love of this isn't just love. It's not just a relationship. This is forever. So I mean, that's when I first knew love was back then and then started rolling, rolling, rolling. And then, man, just going through this whole process, you realize like you did not know what love was until you met this woman. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think it's beautiful, at least for, I agree with you. I know that not everyone, you know, has gotten their heart broken, but I feel that yeah. when I got my heart broken, that I was able to learn, you know, so much. And I think that's what you're saying. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, when it came to Michelle, right? <laughs> you step out the car, <laughs> Michelle spoke about it. You got your J's Ooh, no, on. No, no, yeah, we no, gonna, I didn't we step talk out about. the car. Oh, oh I didn't step my, out my the apology, car. my apology. You was in the bed. Yeah, you were in the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I stepped well, out the car, but I yeah, was in the bed. Yeah, because Michelle was talking about it. You was in the bed <laughs> with the J's on, smooth talking. Like, what was that like thought? What was like? I'm always pull up in the bed. My first time meeting you, you gonna meet me in bed, baby. What's up? <laughs> What's that oh, thought? Man, man. No, so coming up with that, it was my producer. He became my best friend on the show. Okay, uh, nice. his name's Scotty. Yeah, and uh, yo, just laying in bed. I was laying there. He was like, "Dude, what if you pulled up just like that?" Dude. And I was laying there like this, just like thinking of stuff. And I was like, "Well, and tell her like, hey, this. I want to show you a glimpse of what it'd be like waking up next to me in the morning." And he was like, "Do you like that?" I was like, "Bro, I love it." And we looked at each other right before. And I'm laying on the bed. I'm like, dude, this can go so south. Like, she can be like, nah, just roll them out. Just keep wheeling them out. Just, just keep yeah. wheeling them out. Yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. Wheel them. Yeah. And so, you know, in your hotel room, right before you see her, there's all this prep to it. So you're nervous, you know, tensions are high and you're pulling up and I'm pulling up in the bed. And I forgot everything I was going to say. Yeah, I forgot. And, yeah. And so... You know, eventually I got out like, yeah, I want to show you a glimpse of what it would be like. And then I didn't even say my name. Like, they did a good job chopping it up and everything, but I didn't even introduce myself. I didn't even say, hey, my name is Brandon Jones. I was just yeah. like, hey, you want to come sit next to me in my bed? And we just met. So, <laughs> yeah, like, my uh, mom wasn't too yeah. happy. But uh, What did yeah. your mom say to that? <laughs> Man, my mom wasn't too happy. She was like, you, you, you better, you, you. <laughs> On the first day, Brandon. Like, I'm glad on. your mom said that, right? On my season, yeah. we had a guy who said a, like a derogatory joke. And I'm like, bro, how are you going to say this to this girl when her parents are watching? Like, her parents, like, it just makes no sense to me. So I'm glad your yeah. mom called you out for that. Even yeah. though it was, so. it was it was, it was, was lighthearted. Like, you didn't do nothing crazy. It was lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, it was super yeah, lighthearted. And Michelle did remember you had the J's on, so yeah. you, stuck, I you mean, stood out. Try to, I tried to stick it out for a little bit. Try to stick it out, but... Um, but in in, yeah. in keeping it moving, I I definitely gotta apologize to you, man. I do. So at the beginning of I saw you yeah. saw you saw. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm a yeah. real. I'm gonna tell you the truth, right? I'm gonna tell you the <laughs> truth. I did not think that you were going to. Chance. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. And the yeah. reason it wasn't because like you were a bad person. I didn't feel that whatsoever. I thought that you've been a good person the entire way through. Even when I said that. I just thought that you would go into the friend category and not the lover and friend category. And so Got you. I'll be the first to say it. I was wrong. My bad. Bro. <laughs> I My appreciate bad. it. <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, I, I didn't just get it from you. I got it from like my friends too. And like looking 17, you know, young kid. Well, I mean, that ain't your fault. You know? Trying to be a smooth talker and everything. It's like, yo, oh, he... You know, he's just a smooth talker. That's it. Or nah, he's just gonna be a friend at the end of the day. So, I mean, you just hey, gotta get to know me. That's the thing. You, you, prove, you, you proved us all. You proved us I all. I tried to be. <laughs> I wish my co-host were here. He would be talking shit about me right now. You, 
You definitely were on yeah. his top four. I didn't have you in my top four, but I'm glad you're here. I genuinely think that you're, I think that Michelle is wifey material. And I think that yeah. you would be a great fit uh, and a great suitor uh, for Michelle or any woman that, you know, is has a chance to be with you, right? So definitely good on you. Uh, I appreciate it, man. We came a long way. Came a long way. Talking about that long way, it was a, a slow way. burn. It started off kind of slow, and then it picked up and picked up. And obviously, you know, you said you loved her. Is that typically how your date dating life goes with a woman? Uh, I mean, so I mean, just being in this kind of like realm and being on the show and everything, I think things were you know elevated a lot quicker than in the real dating world because on the show you have no distractions. Mm-hmm. Like you know what you know. Later on, you feel like, oh, do I have a connection with her? Do I not? And if you do, like, you try to assess all those feelings because you have all this time. You don't have any cellular devices. You don't have TV. You don't have distractions. You don't have anything like that. And I think in the outside world, I take a little bit more time before even coming to say, you know, I love you or, you know, things like that. Um, They do progress like that. But, I mean, you have distractions. You have work. You have this. You have that. You're not spending all this time, you know with that person so um, I, always, I always thought like i can't send a good morning text you know for me when i was on the show it was like i can't do that so yeah. when, I, when i get the chance to actually see her you gotta oh, let her trust it, me oh trust, trust me. me like i try to do cute things i try to you know like i think that's why she took such an interest in me because i try to go above and beyond and in the real dating world that's why i try to do like i can go to your house and drop off you know snacks and i could drop off you know nyquil or whatever if you're sick and soup oh, my boy whatever. getting points over no, here man. fellas pay attention so, he said i could drop off nyquil <laughs> All right. you know just like whatever to get better so uh i mean with michelle i knew kind of instantly i've never had that before i knew just right off the bat meeting her i was like oh yeah I, i'm gonna fall for you yes. wait so you talking about yeah. when you was when you was uh, rico suave in the bed with the jays on at that moment you knew <laughs> Uh, I think it was the day after is when I knew. Which date particularly? Uh, it was the uh, school day because okay. she still took interest in me, you know, mm-hmm. after spelling protein wrong and spelling everything wrong. And, yeah, bro, yeah. I was going to get on you for that one. Like, yeah, it's man. Not, it's not a hard yeah, word. Man. <laughs> <laughs> out before hard. E, accepting protein. Exactly. I'll never forget that. <laughs> it's not a hard word, man. I was like, we're going to let him live. The kids yeah. gonna get on you though, so the, the yo, kids were amazing. Yo, the kids ripped on me, man. Yeah. The kids ripped on me. Uh, I mean, Peter got the most of it, but spelling those words wrong, yeah, I just let the kids down. And Michelle looked at me. She's like, Brandon, <laughs> making it tough. See, that's where you just say, "Well, I need some remedial training." <laughs> you know, I need, I need yeah. some tutor. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I need, yeah. I need some after school tutoring." <laughs> they said, "After school, you got me." <laughs> she would definitely have you. She would definitely yeah. have you back on now. What? So for the audience back home, and they haven't been on the show. You know, you said that back home, when the real world, when you're not on the show, you have more time, right? You're not. It's not as quick pace and fast pace. What was it about Michelle though that made you fall in love? Because you said you haven't been in love again uh, previously uh, since you were in high school. Yeah. So what, um, what was it about Michelle? You know, specifically. So she was the first woman to make me truly realize and assess my feelings. And I guess one of my biggest struggles or one of the things I learned on the show was, 
you know, turning your fear, fears into positivity instead of looking at them as negatives. One of the things that Michelle brought out on me and one of the things when I knew, you know, this could be definitely my person is she helped me learn how to change my fears from negative to positive. Like this whole process being on the show, just strength that she has, like it gave me strength and she brought out the absolute best in me to where I was able to face those fears. So fear to me is losing someone you love. Mm. That's number one. Uh, Another fear for me is the word, what if? So, you know, just hanging around and thinking like, oh, am I doing enough? Like, what if I would have done this? Or what if I would have done that? Or what if I would have changed this in life? And one thing, you know, she helped me change those into positive because the strength on her and what she gave to me and bringing out the absolute best in me gave me that strength in order to bring the best out of myself and work on myself on the days when I'm not with her to be a better man, to be a better father, be a better husband, to be prepared for whatever comes in life. So um, instead of looking at the fear of losing someone I truly care about in negative light, I use that as positive. And I did absolutely anything I could to show Michelle that it doesn't matter what we do together as long as we're together and as long as we cherish every single moment that we have together. And so I use that. And then the what if, like looking at what if it could be positive or it could be negative. And so looking at a positive light is, uh, you know, what if I did it? What if I stopped Michelle in the rose ceremony and just let her know that I'm truly here for her? We're here for her. Someone just needs to speak up. Or, you know, what if I don't take myself out of this competition and I stay true to myself and I give my absolute all, what if I do end up with her at the end of it? So this is what I'm going through. Something I was thinking about often, often. And so I took up journaling. I took up whatever I could and I dealt with all this. And so the strength in her actually brought out the strength in me, which later on, you know, me and the parents, I was so happy. I was excited. Usually people would be nervous. They'd be stressed. But I realized that these are the people who gave her that strength. And in turn, secretly they kind of gave me that strength because she's yeah. been bringing out the best in me and so they bring out the best in her and right there. yeah so things like that yeah so uh fantasy suites i told her a little bit more you know about my past and a little bit more about you know the things of where those fears came from um actually i mean do you want to talk about it or yeah i want to get to know you man yeah so uh uh, another thing, so I talked to her about losing my grandpa. That was the biggest one. I mean, people do have to go, but losing him, yeah, it was the biggest one. Um, just two days ago is the anniversary, second year anniversary, I lost my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her about that and telling her about, you know, that's where the what ifs came from and the fears started building up about losing people you cared about. And what if I would have reached out to him or what if I would have done something different? And so, you know, losing your best friend, that's crazy. And so I lost two of my life right there. And yeah, just told her like, you know, I was just, I was just at a low place. I didn't do anything crazy, but you know, I just stayed in my room. I didn't want to talk to anyone. The only person I wanted to talk to was him. And so I flew out to see his family and everything was surrounded by him and his friends or his friends and his family. And I mean, that helped, but I was also like, we're all feeling that same pain. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, so, you know, just diving deeper like that and getting to, like, the core of everything, so. No, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, something that yeah. I've learned over time is that trauma affects everyone differently. Uh, yeah. I just lost my great-grandmother, uh, and we actually, this coming Saturday is her funeral. Uh, Damn. Like, the time you're yeah. speaking of this, right? And yeah. like I said, trauma affects everyone differently. But the beautiful thing about being vulnerable with someone is that what Brene Brown says is it builds bridges. Right? Builds bridges. So we could have, someone could do something to me, someone could do something to you, and we may act erratic or we may act different than the other person would anticipate us to act. But if we don't have those conversations and we can't be vulnerable and be transparent and be open uh, and be available emotionally, that other individual has no idea what to make of that. Right? Exactly. And so therefore and they're the, going to assume and make decisions based off of your irrational actions. Exactly. And so I think, you know, that's so important. And that's why I stay true to myself and I try to be as vulnerable as possible and, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve just because if she is going to be my significant other, then I need to know that you can, you know, support me through like difficult times like that. And I truly want to open up to you. And I want to put my walls down and I just had to find the right person, you know, to do so. So I found Michelle and yeah. So we talked about that. Um, She told me, you know, some, you know, stuff she was going through. I won't speak about it at all, but it's just, we all have that trauma, you know, in our lives and that shapes us to be who we are today. So yeah, things like that. Uh, The the beautiful thing about the conversation that you and Michelle had amongst others, I'm sure, quite certain why you guys were in the fantasy mm-hmm. suite is that it gives an insight into how you are. Right. And so it allows Michelle to understand you a bit more, how to, how to move, right. How to go about mm-hmm. these things of how you are. And I think that's just what everyone, not only you, uh, not only myself, but everyone listening, those are things that we can all nuggets that we can pull from. And just the reason of why, like literally yeah. it, made, it made you feel better. You said you literally grew from that experience. And then yeah. it also made your relationship with Michelle stronger. You know, it made her yeah. understand you a bit more. So I always want to commend you for that in and of itself right there. I appreciate um, it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You spoke on a lot right there. I want to go back to, you know, how happy you were, how excited you were uh, to meet the family, all that goodness Uh, right there. So if we, you know, we got this thing called COVID going on, right? If we were able to go directly to your hometown, how -hmm. would that have been? Like, I'm going to close my eyes. I wanted you to vividly picture it for me. How would that have gone down? Yeah, so first off, we're taking a trip to the beach, okay? Sure, okay. You got to go to the beach. That's hands down, you know? We got to see all the attractions, everything like that. Come back. We're going to go to a Blazer game or eat at the half court because, you know, we're diehard Blazers over here. Dame Lillard, that's it? Dame Dame Dollar, yeah. Dame Dollar come pull up and play ball with us. Yeah, it would have been stuff like that. And then uh, we have a ship called the Portland Cruise, and it takes you on the river. It's like an indoor ship. Okay. Or an indoor dining ship. And it just takes you along the river and it shows you nice. like right now it does like zoo lights and it does like all, you know, 
just the Christmas lights put up and everything. You just take this slow river ride and have a nice dinner on the river and lake. And it just takes you around and around into, you know, so, Romantic. uh, yeah. So it would have been, you know, something like that. Just a couple things I love to do, but, uh, yeah, Dame Dollar would have pulled up and, uh, <laughs> yo, if Dame yeah. Dollar would have came out there, game would have been over. Game would have been over. I would have I, I, yeah, I lost it, man. I would have lost it. I'd be like, <laughs> yo, I think I'd be like, hey, Michelle, I got to go hang with my boy Dame real yeah, quick. Like, hey, like, I gotta you know, say, hey. <laughs> she would have been right with it. She loves basketball. Uh, yeah, true. She definitely true. loves basketball. Yo, I have yeah. to ask because I've never been to Portland. I've never been to Oregon. Okay. Don't know. I know a little bit about it, probably the stuff that most people know about in America, right? Yeah. Not going to speak yeah. on, you know? Anyway, <laughs> outside of that, right? How Portland's weird as hell, man. Yeah, Portland's I, well, weird as hell. I live in Austin, so, you know, our, our oh. slogan is keep Austin weird. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, hey, our, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Our slogan is keep Portland weird. For real? Yeah. Nah. No lie. No lie. Oh, bro. Swear on my life. Swear that's, on my life. That's wild. Like legit, you just are we the same? Me. I know. Like, what's up? Like, what? Okay, we're gonna have you to look what? that up. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely we'll gonna Google that. Once we get off, I'm definitely gonna look that up. But man, just look outside in Portland and find a bumper sticker. It's gonna say Portland's weird, bro. That's literally literally our bumper stickers keep Austin weird. So the day I moved to Austin, there was a guy butt ass naked from the front to the back, all the way naked. Right? That's what keep Austin weird is. <laughs> All the way to, we got guys walking down the street with a rooster on their shoulder. Okay. That's okay. Austin weird. All right. Uh, first day in college. Uh, go. To, I, I went to Portland. I went to PCC. First day in college. Walked in. We got this dude missing his trousers, but he has a he has a white t-shirt on, button up. He op- He had the button up open, and he had a puppet. This is my first day. He had a puppet, and he was just talking to the puppet. Man was on something, but butt naked, waist down. That's that Portland. Up. Is that we got it from you, man? I guess so. God. Yeah. So, hate to burst your bubble, but keep Portland weird is a popular slogan, as you already know, that appears on bumper sticker signs and public buildings throughout Portland, of course, Oregon, of course, and its surrounded metro area. It originated, Brandon. I got to tell you, homie, it originated from Don't keep Austin weird slogan. And was originally intended to promote local businesses. So oh, y'all man. stole what we have. I hate that you grew <laughs> up. You thought your whole life. I just I just told you Santa Ma. Claus wasn't real. <laughs> Yo, my life's a lie. I'm not gonna <laughs> You said my life's a lie. <laughs> my life's a lie. <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't Yo. I didn't know that either. I j- did not know that y'all stole our stuff like that. I didn't know either, man. I from Portland to Austin, apologize, but it's all it's yeah, all good. I, uh, it's I think good. we still have a we still have a TV show called Portlandia. So yeah, y'all do, y'all do. Well, I mean, yeah, we ain't gonna get into how awesome, how awesome, awesome Austin is. But I want to know, you know, we still live in this place called America, right? I'm in Mexico right now. I literally got cursed out today by a Canadian guy, which Canadian is really nice. I was surprised because uh, he asked where I was, he asked where I was from, and I said I'm from Texas, and. He went on. He went off on one, right? He said, "You guys are terrible in America because we've been doing a lot of bad things." He said, "You guys' reputation's going downhill." I mean, like, bro, I agree with some sort, but it ain't all my fault, homie. <laughs> no, I literally no, put it's my all hands on up, you. right? So like, I know it's all on me, right? So I want to ask you, with you know the tension that's been going on in our country, as a biracial guy growing up in Portland, how was that? Can you like um, give me some insight? 
Yeah, so, man, uh, when I lived in Portland in the northeast side, I was more, I guess you could say comfortable. Um, I had more people uh, who looked like me, color of my skin, um, but it was actually rough too. No matter where I went, it was kind of rough because being with brothers and sisters, you know, in northeast Portland, it was cool, but they made fun of my parents for, yo, my father's dating a white lady or my mother's dating a black man and you know just like i think it was more adults uh had more to say about it growing up that's crazy yeah it was it was different so my parents went through that and so you know they taught me that strength like hey don't give power to people's words people are gonna say whatever and so to me uh being over there it was like i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't white but i was i was a brother over there, you know, and moving over to, you know, kind of like the suburb side, I went to a prominently all white school and it wasn't, oh, you're not black because you're not full or I had to pick a side or something like that. You know, like I had to make an ultimatum. Yeah. I couldn't be mixed race. I couldn't be half black. I couldn't be half white. I had to pick one side or I had to pick the other. And that's why I connected so much with Michelle's poem. So, you know, just coming from that, standpoint they just wanted you to pick a side i couldn't be i couldn't be black i can be white so connecting with michelle's poem uh that's why we hit it off so well on the poetry day because we literally had the same i guess uh childhood and what happened in our childhood like i was never picked first for prom man like i had braces all five years through high school i had a you know terrible haircut i had everything was going wrong (laughs) man the outfits i was wearing was had no style whatsoever and so people just didn't really care unless I was dribbling a basketball or unless I was involved in a sport. Um, so that's where we connected. And, you know, growing up in Portland, like everyone's been, you know, it's not all bad. Like I've had some of the most amazing friends. Um, I've gotten a whole another family from it. Like it's just, it's been great here, but, you know, just growing up, like I did have those instances where, you know, just being, mixed race isn't the best you know or isn't isn't something that you can pick on a sheet you you can't pick half black half white on a sheet you got to pick black yeah. or you got to pick white or right. you know so in people's minds it's like yeah you got to be either be black or you got to be white or you know just like it's just like just tuning things out and saying like oh i don't have a black enough voice so i have to be white because i sound i sound white so, I mean, it's just kids being kids. And, yeah. Well, hell, you know, parents, parents, and adults being parents adults. Too. <laughs> yeah, adult, yeah. So what you were it's, yeah, but eventually, you know, I learned to tune it out. I, you know, it's just don't give power to the word. So, you know, thanks to my parents for that. But you know, I want to touch on that right there. Don't give power to the words. Don't give power to some of your own self-limiting beliefs and own self-limiting words. You just said, Absolutely. you know, growing up mixed race. I'm not mixed race, but I can, I, I'm trying to like, you know, put myself in your shoes as you taught us yeah, today, yeah. right? Yeah. About like, you know, you're not black enough. You're not white enough. You're not this. You're not that. You're not six foot 10, you know, six plus. You're not, you know, yeah. in, in your eyes, the best looking guy, X, Y, Z. Brandon, what I've learned is that the most beautiful thing about a human being isn't the things that they don't have. It's the ability to know what you are 
and to not give a F. Exactly. And to go exactly. into it, this is who I am. This is how I feel about you. I don't care if there's a six foot eight, decent looking, like what uh, I think uh, Rodney said, or somebody said on Twitter, you got a six eight Chris Brown, right? I don't care <laughs> if it's a six eight Chris Brown. I don't care if it's, for for me on my season, I felt that there was a, a lot of great dudes that look better to me, but none of them are Mike, MF, and Johnson, period. Mm-hmm. I say that in everything in life. I don't think I'm the best looking, mm-hmm. good, best looking guy, but I know that my heart is in the right place, right? I know that I'm a good exactly. human being. And so for you, I'm glad that you stayed. I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. glad that you stayed. Obviously, I think that you're a great guy. I'm glad that, you know, your upbringing, it. being mixed race, not being black enough, not being white enough uh, is a thing. For me, uh, my thing of where I come from, because I think a lot of it's based on geographically, right? Being a full mm-hmm. black guy, my thing is people like, oh my God, he don't like black women. He only likes white women. And it's like, yeah. yo, who yeah, said yeah. this? Like, what? No, that's not the truth. Not at all, right? And so that's something that, like your father, like you were talking about, I was trying to listen to you speak about that. That's something that I would get teased for. And that's some, that's a yeah. grown, that's the teasing of today. That's not like when I was a child. Because when I was a child, I grew up in the hood. It was different, right? But that was, to, yeah, that, was, was to, that was today, right? Um, yeah. how, how I've grown up now. Uh, but to you, because this is all about you, and I love getting to know you, <laughs> right? No, it's a two way. It's a two way. It's a two way for sure. So, like I said, I think that you, you know, hashtag Brandon, right? I think that you're doing great things. You know, we see what takes place. We know that it's Rocky Balboa, the 80s Rocky Four, Rocky Three, whichever one was the best one, right? Uh, going, uh, it's you and Nate. How did you feel when you went back to your hotel room knowing that? you are one step closer uh, to your wife, as you would say. But also knowing that Nate is right there. And like he said, and I quote, not yet. She not your wife yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, I think that point right there was the calmest I've ever been. It was, it was like, I didn't worry about Nate anymore. I didn't care about that. Uh, the first question I actually asked when I got back, like, how's Michelle doing? That was the first thing I asked. Secondly, I knew I was going to see the parents again. And okay. I was I was too excited for that. To, <laughs> That's what he gets excited for. for. <laughs> That's what I got excited for. So, uh, I mean, obviously, like, tensions are high. Like, your nerves, you're, you're feeling it, of course. Like, you're so close. Like, I didn't even think I'd get to that spot. And just me being me, like, I think I was just building a better foundation of loving myself so that I could love Michelle more. Um, So honestly, to me, I think I was good. I did feel, you know, something for Joe, just because being in that situation, we all wanted to end up with Michelle. And um, so I, I felt great. I felt great. I already dealt with, you know, dark i call it the darkness demons whatever people call it i already dealt with everything that all the turmoil inside of me so that i could be my best self moving forward god put me here for a reason and i'm supposed to be here for a reason yes sir so (laughs) so uh, you know just believing in that and i mean i had producer in my corner just saying like yo be yourself don't ever change be yourself going to this clear head clear mind clear heart just keep doing you man and so i think just the love from everyone and 
loving myself personally, I, I think I was okay. I think I was okay. You are phenomenal, bro. I appreciate you. But since you just said, you know, you were excited to see family. You were excited to see family. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, yo, I love, oh my gosh, man. They, see? some of the greatest people, man. Some of the, Lavoni from, man. Some of the greatest people I've ever met. And so, just, yeah. I'm so excited to see him again. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's what's <laughs> up. Well, I can't, we can't have you talk about family without bringing up your brother, Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Noah, he became a popular dude on Twitter for a little bit. Yeah, Noah. Uh, <laughs> Noah for Bachelor or whatever. That's all I was seeing, all the hashtags going around. I was yeah, like, yo, Noah chill. Noah for Bachelor. Chill. <laughs> chill. Chill. Yeah. my brother. He's about to go. He's going chill. to the Navy, right? Brother. Yeah, he's going to the Navy. Yeah, shout out to the Navy. You know, shout out. We love yeah. military force people. So, yeah, man. So. How, first off, are we going to get Noah on the show? Yeah, absolutely. The ladies want to know, is Noah going to be on the show? Noah will be on the show. Noah would love <laughs> to be on the show, man. There he would love we, to be on the show. We're going to make that happen. We're gonna, he can only come on the show, though, if he comes to talking about first. Can I get a yes? Yes. All right. Even though it was, it was delayed, yes, it was good. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll, <laughs> well take I was it. like, I got to ask him first, but yes. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him. He's he going to be, he gonna be straight. You talk to him. Yeah, yeah I'll talk to him. He'll be straight. Be straight. Uh, yeah, you know, man. from one military member to another military member, you know, we got like that that military connection right there. Oh, and then it's a wrap. He'd yeah. be like, yeah, say it no more. Say no but more. Really quick, man, before I let you go, you brought something up early, and I keep bringing back things that you spoke about because I really like talking to you. You said that yeah. you and your brother's relationship is so good. Tell me about that. Like, how how are y'all so close? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just growing up, we only had each other. That was it. It was just me and him, yeah. ride or die till the end. Like, I was, you know, in a way responsible for him when my parents weren't there. And I think just our relationship just grew, like, I always had that best friend with me. We have always been best friends. Of course, younger you butt heads, you yeah. do that older brother, younger brother stuff. I had to put him in his place a couple of times hey. growing up. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, I think, you know, once you get older, once you start maturing, you start becoming truly best friends. And so he's just everything we've done in life, we've done together, you yeah. know? So like trips, you know, uh, hanging out with friends, family. He's He's friends with all my friends. I'm friends with his friends, like things like that, like, He's always just been my best friend through thick and thin. And so, you know, it's kind of sad because I think I learned it from my dad. He hasn't had the best relationship with his family. Um, my mom has four other sisters and yeah, four other sisters. I'm about to say five sisters. Yeah, it gives yeah. me a little crazy. So uh, just having him and realizing that, hey, we're all we got through from start to finish. This is all we got. And so Realizing that, yeah, it's we just man, and plus we're the same person. We're, we're, pretty we're much, the same person. I mean, I mean, he's almost there. I haven't taught him everything I know, but he's almost there. <laughs> you know, uh, wait, the master can't teach all the student the tricks. You can't, can't teach all exactly, the tricks now. Exactly, man. You're the master, you gotta so, keep something for yourself. Yeah, I think the best thing that we taught each other was y'all just yeah, do what your heart wants. Like follow your dreams. So he wanted to go to the navy. I decided that I wanted to go on the show to see if this is how I'm going to find love. Um, I guess we'll all find out. So We'll all find out. We got to tune in. We'll tune in. So before I let you go, man, what do you want people to take away from Brandon J? That's a good question. I think the biggest thing I want to take away is uh, just don't ever judge a book by its cover. Just, you know, in general, not just me, but everyone. 
Um, I think the biggest thing is that people are so quick to judge before they learn. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway from Brandon J is just understand that everything you've seen on the show and everything you see in these podcasts and everything like that, that's me. And I've learned to love me so much to where I'm not going to change who I am to have a better, have people look at me or perceive me in a better light. Like, this is just what you get. Like, this is me. I feel so, like, you know, we have, yeah. a, we've had a few of your, uh, I almost say classmates. Uh, <laughs> we've had a few of your classmates. I'm just go with it. Say the yeah. exact opposite. Uh, about you know oh. what you see is is me on the show, you know they've said a lot opposite right, and so we have yeah. to get into it. This, this is your time to shine uh, completely. So lastly, I feel like we've touched on it, but I want to give you the floor. Okay. What have you learned the most about yourself throughout this experience? Man, most I learned that I truly can love that I truly have this capability of being vulnerable, being, you know, putting my heart on my sleeve, you know, telling someone how I feel, uh, that I have this capability of, you know, understanding that I can get over whatever obstacles are in my way. If I truly just face it head on and, you know, take all the surrounding facts, I think the biggest thing for me is just learning to love because, you know, in this day and age, um, yeah, it's men aren't told to be vulnerable. Men aren't told to cry. Men aren't told to, you know, show all these emotions. And so I think for me, just learning to show these emotions and what that can actually do for yourself and for whoever, you know, you're pursuing in life or friendships or anything like that. So I love that. biggest lesson I learned is I learned how to love. I truly do. I love that. I'm going to take that and, and make it, not only just single you out, but just into everyone listening, man, all of our extended family, all of Bachelor Nation, everyone that's just not a part of Bachelor Nation, but is tuning in that's new to talking it out. You are capable of love. You are capable, you're of, capable of love. Yeah, you're capable of giving yourself grace and growing. And with that, until next time, appreciate until you having time. me. Hey, I appreciate being here. Yo, so family, how did y'all like it? How did y'all love it? What? else do you want to know about Brandon? I mean, let us know. I really want to know about it. Uh, we've hit our 50th episode, so thank each and every one of you for listening, tuning in. Let me know what you don't like about what I do. Let Brian know what you don't like about what Brian does. Uh, but to Brandon, I think, that, I think the guy is phenomenal. I think that he is deserving of love. I think that, you know, he wears hard on his sleeves, but he also knows how to protect it as well. And I'm just so happy for Brandon. Can't wait to watch next week and see what takes place. Um, I think that he's going to do great. Well, I was wrong. I was wrong. The 17-year-old baby-faced boy made it all the way through. So, you know, he, he did his thing. But to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in today's episode. We made it to 50, y'all. We're casting also. Also, also, also. We're casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Make sure you head over to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. I might meet my future wife. We never know. Uh, you know, we always love to hear your comments, your opinions, your stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor in Nation on IG. Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook. And Bachelor Nation on Twitter. And baby, as you already know, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And listen to us on the Artist app or wherever you get your podcast from. And baby, 
Don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.